I'm Tim Dooner. That's Chad Prevost. This is What the Truck. Thank you for joining us today. Chad, what's up, brother? Hey, not too much. Great to be here on a Friday. Hope everybody out there is having a great Friday. You're ready for the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to kick you off with a little trivia. You guys out there, everybody loves a little knowledge, right? A little thing you can take to the bar with you. That's right, because we're all about work today. edutainment. Oh, I thought you said, like, encouraging alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Did you no. know the 12% of Americans who make more than six round trips by air a year are responsible for two-thirds of all air travel of and oh no wait, two-thirds of all air travel and two-thirds of all aviation greenhouse gas emissions but i guess that would make sense they're doing two-thirds of the travel this this fact seemed a lot more interesting before i read it <laughs> <laughs> wait say, say it one more slow down like 12 okay 12 percent of yes. um, the the small amount of americans who make more than just six okay 12 percent of the, that make the two-thirds who make yeah. six round trips by air a year which we do especially yeah. in this job We've done that in like two the past two months. We've We're responsible two- for two thirds. I feel terrible now of all air travel and two thirds. Here's the really bad news. Yes, of the aviation greenhouse gas emissions. I think that's shocking because I just came across uh, a. I mean, it's sad. It's if, if if true. I don't know where your source was. Yeah, sad but by I, true. Metallica. It was uh, today's pickup. The okay. daily pickup on Freightways.com. Well, it must have been it must have been authoritative. Speaking uh, of, if people were tuned in like an hour earlier, yeah. I was busy writing this show, but there was off the supply chain, right? Did you win? You're wearing how do you win if you're the host? You're Wait, wearing a necklace. No, I'm just this is just for advertising. Oh, okay. Like, this, All right. You do you want to win this or find out who does? Well <laughs> should we spoil be, it? Be a panelist. Uh, it's already gone out, so we can say who won the great freight debate, the great recession debate, that mm-hmm. is. Recessions is what we were talking about. Who's on there? Anthony Smith? Yes, Anthony Smith, are one of our economists. Zach, Zach Strickland. Strickland, Sultan of Sonar. You're going to play expert. him today, by the way, in earnings over oh, under. Transportation earnings man. over under. It's that time of year again. I tell you what, he did really well. He cracked 20. But you know who won? Chief Strategy Officer J.T. Ingstrom. Woo! Yep, so wow. shout out with 23, which I think is a high score. It's also a high score All right. for uh I know what bar to jump over next time I go on there. Yeah. There's like a lost app. I'm I'm a I'm a like 1.5 time winner because there's a lost episode where uh, <laughs> yeah. where I did take right. a victory. Right. So, um, right. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. It's it's going to stay in the archives that may have already been moved to the recycle bin. Okay, so it's because also, you made your competition look so bad. It could be that. Um, so <laughs> now I know that I got a top twenty-three. I'm going to aim for it next time I'm on off the supply chain. All right, people out there, if you're watching on the live stream, yeah. post where you're from. We'll we'll shout out to you. I'm actually monitoring the feed on LinkedIn as we speak. So wow, yeah, throw us a shout. I'll, I'll, I'll yell your name. Okay. All right. There's some breaking news to go through. From Chattanooga, breaking news in supply chain. <laughs> this actually isn't good one. This is that uh, GM workers are going to stay on the picket line for at least a few more days, Chad. Yeah. A vote on a uh, to wait to vote on that tentative four year contract. And I believe that there's like another 3000 jobs lost on account of this strike. I'm not sure what the total tally is now, but it's got to be five, six thousand. Yeah, that's that's big news. Breaking news means it's happened within the hour. Check that out on our site. Yeah. Before we hit the rest of the headlines, though, we have got to pay the bills. This one's for all the people that try and pay out there. Try and pay. Try and pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit TriumphPay.com to learn more. And you know what? Truckers love them. You know why? Because they get paid fast. Yeah! Woo! Man, more of these bankruptcies. More of these nuclear bankruptcies. We're going to be talking about these on Freightways Radio this weekend. Chad, uh, not Chad Kingston, John Kingston. Shout out to the king out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, this one just seemed to obliterate the, the, the small yeah. little carrier. This was another one. And uh, a few of them have now. These nuclear verdicts really have been nuclear because they're, they're companies that just cannot absorb them. This was a Kentucky trucking company. They filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. As lawsuits pile up from the fatal crash, the owner of Kentucky-based trucking company filed for bankruptcy protection following a slew of lawsuits filed after one of the drivers was convicted of causing a fatal crash that killed six people Mm. in June of 2015. Billy Ray Sizemore, owner of Cool Runnings Express of London, not to be confused with Cool Runnings, the Jamaican bobsled team, 
right? Did you see right. that movie? But, John, yeah, I did. Rip John Candy, by the way. Yeah. So that was in London, Kentucky. They filed for Chapter 7. London, Kentucky. Chapter yeah. 7 bankruptcy protection October 1st, according to documents filed in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Eastern District of Kentucky. In his filing size, were listed as assets. is only $101,000 in liabilities of $331 million. Yeah, I mean, nuclear is over $10 million, So, yeah. boy, is this like uh, obliteration. The the Cool Runnings telephone number wasn't working uh, yesterday when Freight Waves reached out for a comment regarding the company's bankruptcy filing. The company listed that it had five employees prior to its closing. One of uh, Sizemore's truck drivers, this is the guy that is really responsible for it, Benjamin Brewer, was sentenced to 55 years in prison without the possibility of parole after a jury convicted him of causing the fatal crash in a work zone on Interstate 75, actually near Chattanooga, Tennessee, that killed six people, including two children on June 25th, 2015. Four others were injured in the 18-vehicle crash. She's right in our backyard. According to Cool Runnings Chapter 7 filing, it states that 10 lawsuits have been filed against a small carrier stemming from the crash. Through its investigation, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration found that Brewer had falsified his records mm. of duty status prior to the crash, stating that he was off duty from June 15th to the 25th, but the vehicle's tracking system, his electronic fingerprints, technology, his electronic footprints, electronic tire tracks got all over him that he had actually been on duty June 26th to the 24th. The NTSB investigation found that Brewer had illegally used methamphetamine prior to As the crash well. yep. and its effects degraded his driving performance. I don't know. Is there a legal way to use methamphetamine? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. So, uh, so yeah. So sad news uh, across the board. That's um, tragic stuff. This, I don't know if it's um, the comic tragic, well, but uh, dogging sex claims by UK government ridiculed by, by truckers. <laughs> it's, it's not that kind. Oh yeah. It's kind of a British thing. Apparently. Hmm. Uh, the view of truckers expressed by a conservative government minister when asked about the dangers of Brexit are classist, inappropriate and ignorant, according to a spokesperson by the for the Road Haulage Association. As reported in Freight Waves, the risk to truckers, businesses and supply chains as a result of a no deal Brexit in October 31st are severe. Yet, when quizzed about these risks, a U.K. government mm. minister told the political editor of the Sunday Times earlier this month that one of his main concerns was the potential, potentially deviant behavior of working truck class drivers if they were caught in traffic jams, Duner. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> and he says here, one of the, this is the minister, he told the newspaper, one of the things we talk about in these no-deal meetings concerns haulers and their activities the main thing is whether they will turn up at the ch at the channel ports with the right paperwork but there are also dogging hotspots all over the place is that like a wi-fi hotspot <laughs> can you find that can you no. find that with your phone no well dogging for international readers is a slang term in britain chat if you didn't know and if you guys didn't know yeah. it's a british term for having sex in public well other people's watch i think we call that an exhibitionist here there it's yeah it's dogging. voyeurism According to the Sunday Times, it flourishes in laybys, car parks, and woodlands across the whole <laughs> I mean, countries, man. Don't go for yeah. a hike around there if you don't want to see right. uh, something naughty. Laybys, car parks, and woodlands. The article added that ministers believe the issue is more likely to flare up with British truckers than anyone else. The minister added, do Europeans even do dogging? This is something deeply British about dogging. This is crazy. That is crazy. The minister's assumption that working class truck drivers would immediately abandon their cargo and take to the woods for deviant sex if left stranded in traffic was belittled by Duncan Buchanan, policy director of RHA. It's ridiculous because it assumes lorry drivers are going to be taking their lorries and their loads and go dogging. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't happen, he told Freight Waves. I think it is probably one of the most absor absurd stories I've heard. It is so absurd that people might laugh, but really, it's not funny. That's what that's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the news section, so we won't do too much commentary. But I mean, it's a little, I guess, funny. Just the thought of it. It's just like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Tragedy comic. Like that British humor. Like Mr. Like, Bean. Right. Like yeah. some Shakespeare plays. Yeah. Tra you ever watch Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean. Uh, yeah. No. Ron Atkinson. <laughs> no? Okay. No. All right. Have it. I'm, I'm all out. Okay, right, Joe Walsh in Chicago. He just showed in. If you're out there, you're watching right now, post your location. We're happy to give you a shout out. UBS subsidiary, subsidiary, we're talking about more dogs here. Where to Go has released a case study shining a spotlight on the booming CBD pet products industry. 
Holistic Hound, the feature client, okay. is a pioneer in the niche market, having launched its first canna, cannabidoloid supplements for cats and dogs in 2016. Nice. But the retailer took a hit following the passage of the U.S. Farm Bill in 2018 when hundreds of new entrants flooded the market. Yeah, Where to Go, launched in 2018 to help small businesses expand, came up with a multifaceted supply chain solution giving Holistic Hound access to warehouses closer to its customers and real-time visibility into inventory. The arrangement yielded a 30% drop in shipping costs, according to the case study. What is more, 70% of customers now get guaranteed delivery within one to two days. Wow, that Amazon effect, even uh, touching the CBD pet market. Holistic Hound (laughs) experienced double-digit growth in 2019, and the CBD pet product market Writ large is expected to balloon to $1.16 billion in the U.S. by 2022, the Brightfield Group estimates. It's getting big. Yeah. And our fourth headline, U.S. Maritime Defender Elijah Cummings dies. The U.S. domestic maritime industry lost one of its biggest supporters with the death of U.S. Representative Elijah Cummings, an attorney who worked closely with, uh, with him, told Freight Waves. Uh, Cummings died October yesterday, October 17th, of longstanding health problems. According to press reports, he was 68. Yeah. Rest in peace, Representative Cummings. I must say, though, I know that you love a good Jones Act debate. Maybe we can ask our next guest, who's right outside, the lovely, lovely Laura Fava. Please enter the booth. Come on in, she is, Laura. Uh, she comes to us from Germany by way of steam, former uh, tennis hopeful pro. Very exciting story. Wow. And we're about to do five count of five. Five good minutes. Woo. Hey, Laura. Uh, hey. Welcome to the show. You are our seat neighbor upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the team. The cool people. You are. Yeah, that's right. You are with the cool people right now. Welcome Everybody to the big show. That. Yeah. Um. So uh, five good minutes. Um. So I didn't know you were um uh, like such a serious tennis player. I tried. I tried. I tried. No, no, yeah. yeah, definitely one of my big passions. Would say my first, my first love. Who's That's your, who's your, who's your favorite um, tennis player right now? Andre Agassi. I, well, right now. Okay. Oh, is he retired? Right. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I, I don't know I, much I about like, I liked Agassi too. Okay. Of course. Obviously, my yeah. Germans. But no, Federer is probably right Federer. now. Federer. Yeah. Okay. I, I, he's classy. I can't really. Yeah. I, unfortunately, he's one of the players I'd never met. I'm so, a Rafa, so I'm that's a Rafa the thing guy. I want. Oh, really? Yeah, on that side of things. I have All right, met Rafa. Can, do you guys have a favorite surface, like grass, clay, <laughs> black t- asphalt, like street tennis? So I had never played on a real hardcore tennis court until I actually moved to the U.S. Wow. Like, yeah, because, Why do they play on in Germany? We play on red clay. Only. Okay. Almost. Only. That's, yeah, mainly. mainly uh, and that's a totally different animal. I know. So it? Oh, it was terrible. I've, I'm glad that they didn't kick me out my first week because I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't move. Yeah, because you can be a lot more defensive with the clay. Well, it's slower. Yeah, it's yeah, a slower, slower surface. surface. So, Laura, she, she played tennis in Germany, and then that's how she kind of got to the United States, right? Okay. Yeah. You found out that in America you can go to school for free if you have some athletic aptitude. Exactly. She didn't know a lick of English yet. Didn't know a lick of wow, English. Was very brave. Took the boat. Oh, did you take a boat? You took a boat. You took an airplane, took an airplane over here. Yeah, I did. In the middle of Texas. Yes. Well, Not, yeah, middle of Oklahoma, but yeah, flew into uh, Texas. Oklahoma. Middle okay. of the, yeah, middle of nowhere. The wild prairie. Where did you yeah. go to school? Cameron University. Okay. Small D2 school. What was your team called? Um, the Aggies. The Aggies. <laughs> the Aggies. I, mm. I didn't know what that was either. Yeah, what is it? What is it? I don't know. Oh. I still don't it's know. Agricultural. Like, oh, it's agricultural. Oh, not like, like the Ag Agathas? School, like the like Texas A and M Aggies. Oh, okay. there's a yeah. lot of Aggie oh, okay. schools. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's more of like a farm thing, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I didn't know. Yeah. They just made me yell it, so I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, well, you know, we we were just actually talking a little bit about the Jones Act. I remember about a year and a half ago, Craig Fuller wanted me to uh, to write about it. Um, and when I did some research and it seemed like this antiquated law, um, you know, is probably not good for, for our economy and our, our commerce. Wow. Uh, You're editorializing so, a lot right here. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious, like what's, what's your take on it? Yeah. I mean, I, I try and I'm going to stay here in the middle a little bit, I think, but I, you know, when you look at just 
cost of shipping um, yeah. to Puerto Rico, Hawaii, I do think there's a huge, huge difference. And I yeah. think that currently that's, you know, for anybody who's shipping there or shipping, you know, in those areas, um, it gets quite expensive and there's not as many options, yeah. meaning uh, prices are quite high. So it's not yeah. much you can do about it if you need to ship there. You're going to have yeah. to pay and you don't really have that competitive, you know, side of things where, where it drives the cost down. So, yeah, I think that's obviously a negative for some of these shippers. Um, Intercoastal shipping is pretty normal in Europe, right? Absolutely, I mean, that's yeah. I, I am surprised that uh, that you would support that. I thought you were like a trucking guy, so because <laughs> you have to think that if it's two dollars a so. mile to bring something and it's twelve hundred miles to Miami, that's going to be like twenty four hundred. Where it would probably, if if China could open up shop doing inter intercoastal shipping for us, it would probably be like five hundred bucks to send a forty foot container down the coast. I mean, that would do. It would do a lot of harm to a lot of carriers. I imagine it would put a lot out of business. Well, I mean, I, I don't know, like, about the going up and down. All right. Free, like, if it's maybe it's just so restricted right now that yeah. there's just not an option for that. But, I mean, I think yeah. the shipping industry might do well with deregulation, much like, you know, rail and and and, and trucking did in the 80s as well, you know? As oh, well I'm as just saying, I think that the counter argument is that you would have, if... The reason there aren't many right now is very prohibitive because the law is like you have to have a U.S. flagged ship, U.S. flagged crew, U.S. Yeah. made ship. And we just don't make ships anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's very few. So there's really only a few Jones Act carriers and they only service. There's only like the 90 yeah. in the world yeah. out of 38,000 that, that, that are over 1,000 pounds. So how did you end up in logistics? Well, not by, I didn't try to. <laughs> I think just like kind of everyone kind of fell into it. Just yeah. Knew, yeah. A few, knew a few people that knew a few people and uh, and get into it and really, uh, but no reason. It's not like I want it to be, but I feel like once you're in it, you can't get out. Yeah. It's a fascinating <laughs> industry that, that a lot of people don't know about until you Absolutely. do get in it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Huge and I, industry. Huge industry. And I think just for me being here in the U.S., um, obviously, you know, I get homesick. I miss, yeah. I miss my peeps. And, Your Nutella. And kind of my, my Nutella. Absolutely. <laughs> and all the other the great things about about um you know about europe or germany specifically so so when i um had the opportunity to work in international logistics specifically i felt like i had to take that chance just because i felt maybe i could you know still communicate maybe a little bit with people from over there and and just kind of you know stay connected well she is here to proliferate the the uh and evangelize sonar to the european market Mm -hmm. and to advise on what we need to do to be the international Traders, she comes from Steam Logistics, a 3PL that deals with global trade, much like I came from FTN and, and Henry does. So we kind of all speak the same language. And I was pretty excited when uh, the CEO of Freightways, Craig Fuller, he was like, you know what? I want to do a lot more podcasts, which like this is my passion. So that, that was great. And one of them is one that we're going to start. We're still kind of coming up with some titles for it. If you have a great one out there, let us know. But we are going to start covering for, I think, American Shipper, mm-hmm. the international trade. So we cover a lot more of the domestic stuff here. So we're going to cover more of the European side of stuff. Maybe talk a little German. Maybe talk a little bit about the <laughs> Nutella right. supply chain and just have a good time with it, right? Yeah, no, I- I'm super Well, that, sounds, that does sound super fantastic. Yeah, we're just, I mean, we're launching a whole arm, a whole army of podcasts, yeah. right? I mean, you can't get enough. Like, what the truck is They'll be, breaking um, ground. And we got insiders. We have the morning ones, but I, there there may be three new podcasts. I, I'm waiting for them to be approved by Apple Podcasts. So I'm not going to announce them yet till they're oh, out because right. I don't want you going there and subscribing and then seeing it's not there and getting frustrated. So they'll probably all launch during the week next week. But they're really exciting ones. One covers events. Another one covers venture capital. Um, another one is an adaption of a video show we do. That's a very great conversation show. That's going to also work great as a podcast. Plus, there's way more on the burner. Yeah, so, uh, hey, so, like, I don't know almost any German. Okay. What's a great German word? Teach us a German word. This is a special word. Maybe we don't have a good translation for in English. Well, Mm. all right. (laughs) A lot of factors in there. All right, so you want to, well, you want to stay with with the industry? Talk about what what a truck is in German? Sure, what's a truck? Okay, so. What the truck? What is what the truck in German? Was für ein LKW? Was war ein LKW? Yeah, was, Thank oh, you for wow, tuning in to right, Was war ein LKW? Wow. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, okay. Not yeah. bad. So with enough, like, enough, like, yelling? That's, Do you have to yell? That's what he said. Yeah. That's that was, cool. I mean, it goes yeah. into language. Might as well. Might okay. As well feel it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget what I just said. What is the, what is spirit of the time? So that's a fa- that's spirit a fa- spirit of Vit- like not Wittgenstein of that's, that's Wittgenstein yeah like the Zeitgeist oh it's Zeitgeist Zeitgeist yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeitgeist. So, so Zeit is time and Geist actually the the exact translation is 
really ghost, but yeah, you can spirit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. One of my favorite movies is German. It's Fritz Lang's Metropolis, but not the original <laughs> one that he made in like the 1920s. The, the Giorgio Moroder. He's like this 80s synth pop like composer. He did a lot of soundtracks. He like recolorized it and put like a whole new soundtrack to it. And I, just, I freaking love that movie. Duner's wow. yeah. still in the 80s. Yeah. It's no, it's, well, it's 1920 too. movie, but yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Well, well, fantastic. Do you know the movie? Nice. No, I oh, don't. Okay. No, but no, but movie. What is your so, favorite movie? Did you watch American oh, movies in oh, Germany? No, no, I never oh. did. No, until I really, I mean, actually, before I came here, um, I asked a few people I knew, you know, English from school, and I thought, yeah. okay, what can I do to to kind of help me learn the language? And people said, just watch TV or watch movies in English, because yeah. in Germany, just cable, you know, is, is in German. We yeah. we have the voiceover. Yeah. Which now I cannot watch it anymore because you know you know the real voices. I know the real yeah. voices. But but no, I had never until I moved here watched you know an Eng- English movie full on and and still people ask me, have you watched this movie? Do you know this movie? You know, I, yeah. I don't know any. I'm, I'm bad. So, I'm, but I'm what is your favorite movie? My absolute favorite movie yeah. of all time. Yes, The Jungle Book. Oh, that's not even a German <laughs> movie. Okay, not the remake, right? The cartoon one. Well, I like the yeah the cartoon, okay. the, the very kidsy yes. kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah that one. But in German, I, all the songs in German. I don't know Disney songs in English. It needs to be German, all German. Okay. Sing, sing, what's the oh most no, song? we're not gonna okay. go there. We're not gonna. All right. Well, <laughs> since you're new on here, you're, you'll be on more often, and, and we'll be doing that podcast. But you have to hit the cowbell because it's your first time. You have to. You can pick it up if you want and give it a little gusto. Yeah, you can say "What the truck is you banging want. in German?" Was van Vekovic? Was van Vekovic? Oh wow! Okay. Was van Vekovic? Can you do it? Was van Vekovic? Good stuff. All right. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Now Nick Austin is going to blow in here. Blow, blow in like a. There's no earthly way of. Going. Don't go, Nick Austin. Come on in here, buddy. What's up, dude? What is it? What's going on in weather, man? What's coming down, man? My my region in the Northeast, a lot of people, a couple hundred thousand people without power. They doing better? What's blowing your way, man? What's the matter? It's too short for your head? I think so, yeah. They're new headphones. They're brand new. They just came out of the box. It's like when you take a new dress shirt out of a box and it's still like... I remember I went to a job interview with one, and, the, and they called, and I like I lost all my confidence. I was younger, and she was like, "I think he needs help with his left you? can." Oh, okay, right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you work on that. This, 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 there, yeah, you like this. there you dun, go. Dun, 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 oh, dun, now you've been crying. I had it on backwards. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. tell us about the weather. What's going on in the Northeast? Well, um, they had a pretty wicked storm up there. Trade winds. Right. Okay, Chris Thomas wants. He's Chris Thomas here says we should call it trade winds. The the podcast with Laura Fava. Hey, maybe not bad. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good one, Chris. We we will definitely keep yeah. that in mind. I'll put it in the uh, the running. I was thinking shiphead or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> or we don't give a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a ship you not. <laughs> no, These are I, all good. I like shiphead. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. All right. So all right, what's going on? What's coming down? My people up north, they getting their power back. Uh, yeah, little by little. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, still about 150,000 customers or so without uh, power. But yeah, they had a uh, a wet nor'easter. It didn't didn't make. It wasn't a snowmaker. Yeah. Um, but uh, mostly the coastal areas up in New England. So well, you have to understand why all the power goes out. I was out, and I have I shown you the video of the tree that fell like right next to my house when I was living in Hanover, Massachusetts. Yeah. You so showed me that. There's yeah. all these old trees out there. So when they have these, it's it's almost worse than the snow when they have these really windy northeasters and like. We've been to Chicago. That's the, the windy city is named after politicians. The real windiest city and the real windiest place is Massachusetts. Like winds there are just crazy fast, and uh, and the, there's a lot of old trees, older place. So all the branches fall down, and there's always a few people where a branch falls in their car and they like die. They're like in yeah. line to go to Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. My power was out for a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, this won't take that long to get back, get them back up and running. I don't think. Yeah. But but they did have. I mean, there were wind gusts of uh, 80, 80, 90 miles an hour. So. That'll knock down trees and power lines just like that. They'll snap easy. Is that, so if that were a hurricane, what would that be? Like, what is a hurricane force wind at, like, I don't know, like an F2, F3? Where? It's like 100, right? Well, I mean, these were hurricane force winds, technically. Yeah. A bomb but, cyclone, right? Right, but it wasn't a hurricane. It, it, it didn't have all the tropical characteristics. It, yeah. It, 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 it didn't develop. In, oh, no, I just meant, like, in terms of wind but, speed, like, how would it compare? Um... About a category one, okay, in a lot right. of areas as far as the winds. Yeah, I mean, like, can you like that? Just sounds kind of wimpy. Well, 
But it well, really, it's beyond tropical storm. It, it wasn't. Know? It wasn't yeah. wimpy for the people who. No, are, that's what I'm saying. Who don't I've have electricity there. right now. I know and, <laughs> it kind of like makes it seem like it wasn't as bad. But it's like my house almost got crushed by one. I, like, well, I think by the time it gets to category five, it's at one fifty, right? Wow. So it's somewhere. Um, really yes, yeah, category five starts around one fifty. Okay, if I remember. What right. is a bomb yeah. cyclone? Well, that? that's cyclone. a good question. Um, that's that. That basically is a storm when the air pressure, the central air pressure of the storm, drops like a bomb, I and mean, that's why they came up with the name. So oh. it means that the pressure has to has to drop a certain amount within 24 hours. And what that does to the storm is it it makes it it makes it stronger really quickly. Wow! It, it makes because the the pressure is directly related to the wind. So when you have really big pressure drops and those pressures get really low, then the winds get really strong. Is that our so, term of the day? Yes. Bomb okay, cyclone. cool. Bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Well, Don't say it on an airplane. Right. Well, and that is what happened with this storm. That Someone said happened. it on an airplane? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> what What's happening on the coast uh, of Florida? This storm, that storm bombed out. Okay. Florida. Um, yes, Florida, Panhandle, the west coast of Florida as well. We have a tropical system. It's not a named storm yet, but that doesn't mean that it won't cause trouble. So okay. uh, starting especially tonight, first half of the weekend, we're talking about areas from around Apalachicola all the way over to Clearwater. Um, could see some really dangerous flooding because of storm surge, some wind damage as well. So, again, this is right now it's called Potential Tropical Cyclone 16. That's a long yeah. name. Um, and it does have winds do our, that are— Do our listeners need to memorize that? They do not. Okay. <laughs> but if it turns into a tropical storm, winds right now are at tropical storm force. But it doesn't have all the other characteristics yet of a tropical storm, so it's not given a name. But if it becomes a tropical storm, the next name is Nestor, N-E-S-T-O-R. Nestor. That, That's right. If you used to get Nintendo Power as a kid, Nestor was like the guy who gave you hints <laughs> in that. A couple shout-outs. We got uh, Nathan Tyree in the audience and and uh, our good friend Danny Goff. So thanks for joining us today, too, from Driver yeah. Beach. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for the heads up. Like, what? Yeah. Um, who, what state gets hit the most by these kinds of storms? Well, I'll give you three choices. Okay. And how about, how about we'll, we'll, we'll play a game. Oh, okay. I like All right. games. All right. So, on average, every year, what state gets hit by the most hurricanes? Texas, Florida, mm. or Louisiana? Louisiana. Florida. Yeah. The answer is Florida. Florida. Right. Bing, bing, bing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So this is this okay. this could be a pretty serious storm. So heads up for folks on most of the Florida Panhandle, the West Coast. Just look out, and then it'll head across okay. Georgia and South Carolina. After that, watch out. Let's hope it doesn't yeah. become a tester nester. Tester the nester. Not. All right, yeah. Nick, give us a little cowbell. We're running a All little right. bit behind. We oh, got to get to it. Earnings are running. No, it's not your fault. We went along with Laura. We went along with the news. And, uh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I no, appreciate thank it. You. Thanks for, for coming. Right. Have a fast-paced forecast. Have a great weekend. And everybody Stone out north, ho- hopefully your, your power is back or you're watching us on, I guess, battery, right? <laughs> Don't waste your battery watching us. We're on demand, right? right? You can come yeah. back and watch this on YouTube. Yeah. If you're out you of can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the, around world. the world. All right. All right. You know, we play earnings over under all the time, but now we're actually in like real transportation earnings season. Oh, boy. Over under. All right, so saw you were a big loser on off the supply chain today. Yeah, 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 that was that was. But you know, it was a good it was a good show. It was a good time. Yes, like it was. I mean, I feel like I really, you know, if I'm going to lose, yeah, I'm going to lose in that manner. But you yes. won before, and you won the week before, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. So you're so you just you were. You can if you want to wear that. We're, we're both one time uh, champions in here, yeah, right? One time champions. One time champions. You. You know, I'm good. All right, Thanks, guys. Though. All right, guys, Earnings Over Under is the game where we talk about earnings and we go off their EPS and you guys predict how they came out. So the first one here, and we'll give it to the guest of honor. He can go first. It's Pam Transportation. Pam. Pam Transportation services clients primarily in the automotive, manufacturing, and retail industries. And its primary freight consists of general commodities, automotive parts, and heating and air conditioning units, according to the Hoover's financial data on this company. Pam's company name, do you guys know what it is? Do you know what Pam stands for? Oh, I, I, do you guys know what does Pam stand for? Oh. It stands for I don't remember. I don't remember. Pretty awesome mileage. What? Yeah, really? <laughs> that's what it stands for. Are you yeah. kidding? There, I, no. I think they're going to be in here. They might okay, be on so what? I didn't know that. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's if that's right. That, that then I definitely right. don't. That is, know. Yeah, that is right. Pretty awesome mileage. Well, I think wow. they're oh. going to be in our office on Monday, so and we might have a guest from there on what the truck. So oh, nice, good stuff. So earnings oh. per share, a dollar twenty-five. 
under. Under. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> for them. So now, because you guys, so to get the point, guess what? What was what was the earnings per share? Um, a dollar seventeen. Uh, I'll take the dollar sixteen. Okay, you're smart move because it was seventy nine cents. They got hit oh. hard. Yeah, the drive van truckload carrier called out on the uh, United Auto this the, the UAW strike. Yeah, uh, they're blaming that for. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bottom lines, the GM one. And we heard today that that is going to extend even further. They're still fighting over that, that four-year contract. Yeah, I thought they had a uh, – did they not settle like they were going to discuss it in two weeks or they extended it? Today they said that they're going to – it's going to at least be a few more days. Oh, okay. So, and I think we just had an article where 3,000 more people had lost jobs at, like tied to Volvo, a lot of yeah. manufacturers. That's and, a different strike though, right? Yeah. yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a totally Matt, that's Mac. Strike. That's Mac and Volvo. Oh yeah, that's the Mac. I'm sorry, I'm confusing yeah. them. There's a yeah. couple strikes going on that are having really deep impacts. Yeah, it's not a, it's not the greatest timing for the uh, Volvo strike. However. No, yeah, it's I mean, not. No, like it's already even though they reported uh, some positive earnings, they they gave guidance, as I understand, for what to watch out for if that Mac strike continues. Mm. All right, well, JB Hunt, JB Hunt, good friends of ours. They have JB Hunt 360 party. I think we're going to have another one. Freightways live in Chicago, November twelfth and thirteenth. Okay, the most badass guaranteed freight tech event of the yeah! decade. Go to freightways.com, click on events, get your tickets now. All right, Jamie Hunt, earnings per share, dollar forty four. Chad, let's hear your best, James Hetfield. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice. That's what I like to hear. Dollar forty four. I'm yeah. gonna go like over. Okay, I'm gonna go under. Smart man, smart oh! for doing it. A dollar forty, a good portion of the company's conference call centered on questions around marketplace and the initiatives within the marketplace. They're talking about JB Hunt three sixty, and I guess really monetizing that. There's a, there's a lot of cost that goes in with building out the infrastructure behind something like that. But you know, it, yeah. it's really I, I forget which article I was reading, but someone brought up a great point in it, and maybe it was one of ours where. They were like, if you're a venture-backed company, if you're doing like an Uber freight or something, people will value up to the billions on this. Right. But if you do this and you're a market company, yeah, you get hurt. You're, it's true. down for No, it's, because it's mean, because it's very hard to tie the two together. Uh, eventually, one cannibalizes the other unless yeah. you just dedicate to the model of being a true pure brokerage. Well, and I was just going to say that valuations are kind of a fictional thing. That, yeah, know, for a, for a that's lot true of too. The, uh, there are a lot more long term thought thinking yeah. there than than the quarterly uh, fluctuations of the market. Sure. Well said. We've seen a few uh, overvalued companies show up here recently. We yeah. Work, um, <laughs> yeah, we work is a, yeah. a big one. And then I saw a truck on our general stack. We fit. I think that's Adam Newman's next company. Was stuck under the bridge. I think all you have to do is really just say, "Yeah, we're a tech company." Yeah, and then boom, we'll throw money at you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Maybe that might yeah. be dying. You yeah. know, like that Maybe. might the, the strength there, the confidence there might go. It's it's one of those things that like I hate reading Twitter too much and following the wrong people because like all you ever like there's yeah. people just like doom. They really want to predict a recession. They really want to be right. That like, is this been month. real hard, real hard. Uh, really do. They're just cheering know, for it. There's uh there's there's now you know how they've been the e the e scooters we've talked a lot about. Well, yeah. There's mopeds. Okay. That are like like the free not free but the cheap mopeds all all over the place. That they're they're coming. Okay. It'll be interesting. Just speaking of ten billion dollars. Oh, like oh, you're <laughs> saying something? It'll be like crazy yeah. valuation yeah. for the mopeds. Yeah. No, but it's it's happening. Okay, yeah, it is. True. Oh, it's coming. All right. I was just saying how that related to what we were talking. Okay. Never mind. United Airlines <laughs> Holdings. <laughs> it relates. All right, Zach. Three ninety four earnings per share. Wait, who? I'm sorry. United. United. I'm gonna go with an under. Okay. I guess I'll go over. All right. You know you were smart to do it, but you were. I mean. When I looked at this, when I was when I was writing these out and looking at the earnings, I would have assumed they would have been under because of the Boeing seven thirty seven Max grounding, right? So it's pretty remarkable that their full year earnings guidance had gone from eleven twenty five to twelve twenty five. Operating income soared twenty four point one percent to one point four seven billion net income. And I think we've we've had a few articles that have been talking that like air travel has been up. And I, I guess they're just maximizing they, the revenue on there. Yeah, no, they're passenger air company first. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the way it works. It's People are still flying around the country. Uh, that's not, you know, a lot of the strength in the economy has been on the consumer side, the retail yeah. side. It's not, it's not slowing down there. I mean, maybe there's a few in, indications. But even if you compare some of the, you know, manufacturing and production numbers to yeah. like 2016, for instance, they're still well above that level. So you know what I've noticed too. I, I feel like airlines, especially like the United's and the Americans, are getting better at, at just being a little bit more consistent in their pricing. Like I feel like every time I have to fly to Boston or 
Providence or even Chicago, it's always like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but it's never like eight hundred or ninety eight dollars. Where like I remember yeah. even five years ago, there used to be a, just a lot more fluctuation. You never knew what you were going to get, yeah. and it made planning tough. I've, I found that too. I mean, yeah. just for anecdotal experience, I guess. But just even if you're looking for something far away, and you're like, oh, I might get a good deal on this. Well, no, it's still about yeah. the same amount. And it's always like, yeah. eh, it's not that terrible. Yeah, it's right. not a great deal, but it's not terrible. Sure. And you're like, all right, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> not like eight hundred dollars though, where you're like, oh my god, like no, you have to stay home, family, or no, I'm not going to this wedding or whatever it right. is. Well, they're also probably doing a good job controlling their costs. Yeah, it I sounds mean, like it. That's probably a big factor. Mm. Yeah. You know what's really interesting to read about, too, is airline drawback. I'll nerd out on that one time. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> claiming, buying fuel in one place and then then exported, exporting it out and then claiming your duties, 99% of the duties back on the, on the fuel because you, you've loaded up. It's, it's really Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. It does exist. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. IBM. You guys know what that stands for? International business machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. But. Yeah. All right, Chad, 264 earnings per share. 264. I am going to go. He's got the he can look at him right there. No, he just can't see that yeah. far. Uh, I'm going to go it's 41. It's, you know what? You know what? I didn't even look I'm at gonna it. Go, until, I'm going to go under. <laughs> I'm going to go under. I guess under. Okay. Um, over. Smart move. <laughs> it is 268. Right. Uh, yes, and uh, Despite a drop in total revenue, the company reported revenue growth in both its cloud and cognitive software segments and its global services segments grew. The former climbed 8% and the latter increased 2%. And uh, we just had another article on FreightWaves.com today talking about that blockchain alliance that they have with Maersk. Yeah. There's a lot of problems there because, you know, the, the a lot of steamship lines were like, well, if you're working with IBM, we don't want to work with you. <laughs> and blockchain doesn't really work if there's not data cooperation and data exactly. sharing. But uh, it, was, it was a big port that has picked up their, their blockchain. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. So, so it's not. So why it doesn't? Well, that's good. It's not. I know. And it, it's blockchain has kind of been uh, out of the news cycle a lot of this year. It was, it was so popular in 2017, 2018. But this year, I think people are like, okay, like we get what it is. Well, um, the, elec- the electronic yeah. coins and all that. Have, yeah. Are really the 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 chief engine of driving blockchain. Exactly. You know, Bit, right? Like I mean, Bitcoin and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah come to find <laughs> out, you know, we kept trying to separate the two and say, let's just talk about the enterprise aspect of it. What? Well, if you stop talking about the Bitcoin, the yeah. hype went away. Yeah. And now Bitcoin is down. I just sold some. It sounds like <laughs> it's down to 7,800 where uh, just a couple of months ago it was up at, it, it had, it had risen up to about, 12,000 for a little bit. Yeah. And then it completely dropped. I thought you were going to sell it when it got to like 17 or something. No, you know, I wanted to buy some. um, um, This is not stock advice at all. I just wanted to get rid (laughs) of the Bitcoin before. I just wanted to get out of it. I didn't want to have it anymore. It it seemed like it was going to take a while to go up. And there's other things that were interesting, like Shopify out there that I think. um, You were investing on value versus just market exuberance. In other words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because I think that there was where I could have taken the money and borrowed from there to, to put it into something else. That was at a low enough value that it made sense to take a little bit of a loss on, right. the, on the Bitcoin. Okay. Well, yes. I right. see your analysis. This is not stock advice at all. <laughs> um, Sell your Bitcoin. Yes. I don't think anybody. Or is that, I, don't you, think I anyone, guess you can give that advice, right? Is that is that is there any financial like FEC? Can we, you, don't, can, we don't. We don't really don't think anybody. We don't have any is, insider in, intel. On yeah, on Bitcoin. Bitcoin yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Netflix earnings per share, dollar five. Uh, his turn. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's two to two. Yeah. Yeah. This so is a big one. I'm going to go over because right. I like Netflix and I've been watching it actually more recently. Then I'm going under. That's for you. It was way over. It was $1.47. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that Chappelle show special and got, it got I, me. It, you know, Disney <laughs> well, Plus congratulations, is coming. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> There's El, and uh, was El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, yeah. just came out. Uh, right. They've had a lot of flops, you know, and, and then a lot of things that were kind of tepid, like Stranger Things 3. But it seems like a lot of people start canceling. They're saying they're not having a ton of attrition. They didn't have the attrition they were having earlier in the year in cancellations, but... Disney Plus comes out oh, in a month. And Disney Plus has a lot of content, man. That's going to be big. Like, I have... <laughs> a lot of times I keep Netflix just for my kids because they watch, yep. like, PJ Mask and stuff. But, like, with all the stuff Disney Plus has, I I think... Dude, because Netflix kids, is, like, fifteen ninety nine right now. I, my like, kids? It is? Yeah. No, I'm, oh, you can man. still do it for nine ninety nine. You can? Yeah. Like, an SD? Doing. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think so. I yeah. think it's I'll no. check my bill. <laughs> I think it's at least eleven ninety nine. Well, and are you getting CDs sent to you? To DVDs? Sent no, to you too? no. Well, I think I, think I have like four K. Okay. I think yeah. you're paying too I, We'll much. have to find it. Maybe that's why their their stock was so up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a big challenge to Netflix. I Disney's think, because yeah. a lot of Netflix's value is for people like you and me with kids. Yeah, yeah. there's some new Star Wars series coming. Yep. Out. Yeah, Mandalorian. That's going to sell a lot of subscriptions. Really? I'm excited about. I mean, it looks cool. I've already pre bought a year of Disney Plus. Because it's wow. like it was like fifty dollars for an entire year. It's cheap. It's like seven dollars a month, six ninety nine. Okay. Whereas, like, I feel like the smart move to maybe do with like the Netflixes and the Hulu of the world is like subscribe for a month or two and then cancel. Like, cancel right after you subscribe. Then the next time you have to go in there, like, you can re-sign up. But if you don't go in there for a while, you know, you won't just have these recurring subscriptions all going on all the time. Okay. Which is a lot harder to do with cable. Wow. Like before cable, you couldn't like you could just cancel cable, like pick up channels like piecemeal. So you can yeah. kind of do that with the streaming sites. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the advantage of that. I know a lot of people that have been bundling their, uh, you know, their viewership of the Hulus and the yeah, and YouTube and Spotify and, helps out with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it gets like it on demand TV. It's, yeah, it gets complicated after a while, and suddenly you're spending more than you would have on cable, and you don't even get I know, quite everything yeah. you want. And EBB is expensive here too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean they. Uh, yeah, it is. We should all just, you know, stop watching TV. Yeah, no. Let's just <laughs> hang out and, yeah. and talk about earnings. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, Zach, thanks Hello. for joining us. <laughs> yep. Hit the cowbell and get out of here. Great to have all a right. pricing analyst with us every time. <laughs> happy, you, to, happy to lose to you, Check Zach. Check him out no on worries. Freight Waves Now. Right? Freight Waves Now? Does he do another show, too? Like yeah. Weekly Sonar Update? You have, a, you have a new show in the pipeline? This is This Week in Sonar. This week in this sonar. This week in sonar. Yes, he is and our sultan of sonar. Sultan of sonar. Thank you. And don't you Thanks forget very it, much. dude. I'm on a losing streak with Ernie. I know you really are. You I've were... lost four in a row to I my know. Man. I, there, I, I think thought that this might be my week. It's a confidence thing at this point. I think. I thought this might be my week, but yeah, it's that's it, all right. I mean, you were kind of backed in a corner on that Netflix one, like because yeah, it had, had a, you had a split. Yeah, thank you. Um, so um, I'll give you that one. All right. Well, now it's the time, the part of the show where we get to hear. From our dear readers on FreightWaves.com and what stories got their uh, their hackles up. Comment section rodeo. Yeah. All right, man, we've been talking a lot about lawsuits, haven't we? And this one is from the Seems article like it, yeah. Judge Upholds $26.5 million jury award refuses to grant new trial in fatal road rage truck crash. And this is from Petrie. And he says, good. Jonathan Hogaboom should be charged, convicted, and thrown in prison too. Whether a crash is caused or not, any driver caught driving aggressively should be thrown in, in jail and should have their CDL and driver's license revoked for a minimum of two years with mandatory driver retraining for reinstatement paid out of their own pocket. Conviction can be based on either eyewitness or video evidence. This won't stop until laws are enforced and people have consequences. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's truth to it, right? I mean, there's a safety thing. Some of these accidents, these lawsuits we've been reading about are pretty devastating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, after, and this is by Art per Perino of the same article, after 52 years as a professional driver, this is truly a sad example of how the industry has chosen quantity over quality in the driving force. 90-day wonders being tough without any thought that they on what they are learning. Get the paperwork done so they can get the CDL, then someone else try and teach them some skill. Nothing about common sense or professionalism. Just hurry up, get the load delivered. A prime example is the recent crash with the trainer and the sleeper with the, when a fatal accident occurred. Wow. All right. So this is from the article, Canadian Trucking Alliance Head bemoans bastardized freight marketplace Driver Inc. And this is Mike. He says, Driver Inc. is alive and well in the U.S., and you all know that. They came here from Europe or wherever, mainly Europe in my neck of the woods, and Russia. They rent an address, buy trucks, bring their buddies from overseas, and pillage the system. The drivers are 10.99. The drivers pay the cargo and all of their insurance along with the fuel. The owner pays them a percentage and collects his checks overseas, where both the front office and back office is loaded, along with the dispatch office. They have no employees. They pay no taxes. They can afford to haul cheap and laugh all the way to the bank. Me or you operated like that, we would be in prison. So I guess he's saying there's a lot, there's a lot of these fly-by-night companies opening up that are um, they're basically hiring illegal labor, right? Yeah, I think liability. They're called uh, chameleons. They they'll get shut down. They'll get shut down for some kind of violation. They'll shut it down. They'll just open up another, uh, you know, under another name. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a problem. 
From This is from the article, Smallest Carriers Report Surging ELD Compliance as December Deadline Looms. No way. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ahmed Hussein has a conspiracy theory, it looks like. Here, here's what he says. Writes, I wonder these people, so-called freight waves, and those who seats... Whoa whose seats in California are behind these nonsense of ELD because they making money in the struggle of poor driver as a driver. We are a part of not solving problem ELD because these in Silicon Valley, they know drivers will never become a United. Whoa. By the way, yeah. Ed, and I apologize did for I this. Do, did this. I, do you, was that a good read? No, that was a good read. And right. one of our listeners just wrote in and he said, this is Ed Nalton Xavier D. Olivieri. I hope I said that right, and I'm sorry if I masked He said, very good. I am Love You Programs. I think he's saying he loves our, like, our show. Yeah, but Thank you. Thank you, sir. And I hope I didn't yeah. say your name wrong. Okay, so that was Ahmed Mussein with his, with his conspiracy theory. We got the, from the article, Jury Slaps Warner Enterprises. And here was another one, $40.5 million nuclear verdict in fatal crash. This is Ronald Morgan. He writes, I was a trainer at Warner with nine months experience and driving solo through a winter season. The students I, w- I was assigned were young, from large cities, Chicago and Philadelphia, and had never owned a vehicle before. One had very little desire to learn and would interrupt my training and point out cars like Camaros and Chargers. <laughs> Warner was hesitant to let me kick him off the truck. Finally, I put him off at a terminal. Many of the students wanted their cell phones in their hands and close by. There was a hard battle to break. Warner didn't care. They upgraded drivers from student status to solo, even when they could barely back. They've upgraded them. Starting at 125 hours behind the wheel, it was clearly all about money. I've already said they didn't care, and they didn't. I don't know. Wow. I just don't know anymore. Uh, Okay, Michelle Cole says this about the same article. Yeah. The accident in Texas involving a pickup that lost control and went into oncoming traffic in the path of the Warner truck, it does not make sense that Warner would be at fault or not. Yes, the weather conditions were questionable, but even if that Werner truck was not on the road, the pickup still would have lost control, and who knows what would have happened. The driver could have flipped the truck, and all of them could be dead. does not make sense that it would be Werner's fault. Yeah, this was a really interesting case, and we're going to see all sides of this. We like to try to, especially on things like this, we try to share all, all opinions. This is noble one, and he says, wait a minute, quote, in this case, a pickup driven by Zaragoza, Salinas lost control during icy road conditions on Interstate 20 near Odessa, Texas, and crashed through the median into oncoming traffic and hit with a Warner student, Shiraz Ali, in 2004. Ali and his trainer were also under a just-in-time load at the time of the crash. Quote, Blake's attorney argued that the student driver should have pulled off the road because of the icy conditions after the National Weather Service issued a winter storm warning less than two hours before the crash. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Wow. Now ain't that the freaking pot calling the kettle black? And they won based on that argument? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Unbelievable. That being said, condolences to the family. It's a tragic, very tragic accident. However, the truck driver shouldn't be blamed in this case, and especially not on that argument, in my humble opinion. Ellipsis, 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 ellipsis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And- that guy signs every comment with, I, uh, in my humble opinion, by the way, on, on FreightWaves.com. Maybe you should just like make it shorter. Uh, IMHO. Maybe, yeah. Uh, And this is from I Do Insurance. Yeah. On the same article, they won the suit because they claimed that Warner was negligent in their dispatching of that driver on that route in conditions that were unsafe. Mm -hmm. Basically, if a safety manual says this is our standards and the actions go against that standard, the lawyers are going to claim that the company was negligent. Not saying it's right or wrong. This is just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I... That's insurance, okay. right? I mean, that, yeah. that can happen to uh, I do insurance a lot would of us. know. Yeah. Probably. I guess. I mean, we, there's nothing really to verify that. But it's, it sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I hope there's, there's less kind of a, Yeah. If something is documented and it goes against that documentation, then, you know, there's a kind of a black and white aspect. What's good this weekend? Let's talk about something like it's time to, it's time to wrap up the show. So yeah. let's, uh, let, let's bring it home on a positive note. Well, what are we doing this weekend? Are you, you're going to Wilco, aren't you? I'm going to Wilco on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing some radio. I'm hanging out with the family. It's nice Saturday. fall weather out oh, here in dude. Chattanooga. Maybe go for a hike on Sea Rock City. Okay. Go to that creepy little room with all like the statues with like the day glow lighting. You know what I'm talking about? At the, like at the bottom of the mountain. Like the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. You guys should go for a hike um, over to the Craven's house as well. That'd be a cool. 
That's a cool. Like West Craven? He's dead. Uh, yeah, no, just Cravens. Yes. Yeah. Like were the Freddy and Jason of Freight? Were you a more of a Friday the Thirteenth fan or a Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, I think I don't. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll say I'll say Nightmare on Elm Street. Good. Good answer. <laughs> all right, you can have that one. Thanks. Thanks. All right, my man. So, uh, subscribe to this show, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around, around the, the world. world. You can find him on Twitter at Chad Prevost. You can find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. That's D O N E R. Check out Freight Waves Insiders dropped yesterday. It's with Flexports Tom Gould, the science of compliance. We're talking. Duty, drawback, classifying dresses, all sorts of cool stuff that if you're yeah. in that world, I like you, that you podcast. I like the way you design it, magazine style, good long form interviews. You, you, you take some deep dives, very, very fun and listenable. I wake up bright and early in the morning and I do the Freightways Morning Minute and the American Shipper AM. Look up those on uh, your podcast player of choice or check them out on social media, all our sites. Go to freightwaves.com. Freightwaves Live is coming up. Yeah, uh, November 12th and 13th. Get your tickets while they're hot and, mm-hmm. you know, still, uh, you know, cheap. And uh, I would say, too, uh, check out Off the Supply Chain. Check out oh, the yeah. fun game that we do there. And uh, Emily Emily Zink's reporting. Fantastic. Very fun show. Glad to be a part of that and the whole team. And each week there's a whole slew, especially leading up to, uh, especially leading up to Freight Waves Live, I mentioned there's a bunch of new podcasts. Next week, there's a bunch going to drop. We're turning this whole thing into a podcast network, pretty much. There's going to be uh, at least a few more. That's all I'll tease. (laughs) At least a few more down the pike. There's going to be more shows, more things. seems to be the plan. Many of them will be announced at Freight Waves Live when we have our own radio row. There's the Freight Waves TV station, and we all get to We'd love to see you there. Yeah, we get to show our our part of this. Chicago, uh, the McCormick Building. Take it out, man. All right, man. A little cowbell for everyone who wrote in the comments. Thanks for listening. Shout out to our LinkedIn viewers. Shout out to our Facebook viewers. Shout out to our Twitter followers. Shout out to our YouTube followers. And Instagram. And everybody who listens to What The Drug. What was that in German? Schwinderschwachdager. I probably said something really offensive in German. Uh, Shout out for that not being. Apparently, there's not there's not too much offensive that you can say. Oh, okay. They, they use English words. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would know if I was saying something offensive. <laughs> All right, you guys, don't do anything offensive this weekend. Have a great weekend. See ya.